Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. everyone and welcome to the t-bar podcast your friendly reality tv podcast where we discuss all of your favorite shows including real housewives of beverly hills new york and of course vanderpump rules summer house etc uh for this episode we'll be discussing the reunions of both new york and real housewives of beverly hills so let's get started okay so my question for today is i'll give you some uh real housewives and you have to tell me which Harry Potter house they would be sorted into. <laughs> so embody the sorting hat. <laughs> do you Amazing. need me to remind you the traits of each house? Oh, please do. Please take me on uh, memory lane. Okay. Gryffindor. Values courage, <laughs> bravery, nerve and chivalry. Hufflepuff. Values hard work, patience, justice and loyalty. Ravenclaw. Values intelligence. Learning, wisdom, and wit. Slytherin values ambitious, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. <laughs> I feel like I need like some sort of music in the background when I do it. I know. Did you just um, hum the Game of Thrones soundtrack? I think so. Works both ways. Yeah, either one. I've been going on a. Yesterday I found a quiz that was like a create your own Sunday and see what sort what our oh, um, yeah. and I'm on like the culture team at work and <laughs> that was on one of our are you okay day like questions to ask people like just like randomly go up to them and start a conversation nice. <laughs> anyway okay <laughs> so the real housewives <laughs> all right we'll start off with an easy one Ramona Singer oh Slytherin definitely do you think yeah, because she's like, she always talks about how ambitious she is. I don't think she's a Hufflepuff because uh, one of the values is trustworthiness and loyalty. Which, and one, which <laughs> one was the hardworking one? Hufflepuff. Uh, Hufflepuff. Oh. But she'd have to be patience and justice and yeah, loyal. Yeah. See, none of those work. Gryffindor, I just don't think she's that brave. And uh ravenclaw i guess she's smart but no i think slytherin's where ramona belongs i don't know i think maybe maybe gryffindor she's if she i think she she is brave i mean when we look back at dorinda and the fight with dorinda in mexico she was she was the only one that was really saying something to her i think i think a gryffindor i um (laughs) i think with gryffindor and slytherin because they are so um well they are like enemies right but there's a reason for that is because you can take the path of Gryffindor or you can go to the next level where it's more self-preservation and I think Mm. she's someone who's self-preservation right over herself and I think you see that with the COVID scenario Mm. (laughs) probably I must admit I don't know much about Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) that's fine (laughs) okay the next one's Sonia I feel like she's a Hufflepuff oh yeah yeah. I'll, I'll go Hufflepuff just because she sounds like a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> How about Leah? Gryffindor. I reckon straight up Gryffindor. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. And then let's choose someone random from another one. All right, let's do Kyle Richards. <laughs> Slytherin. 
I'm, I'm going to go Ravenclaw just because she's forgetful, just like Ravenclaw. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, unless you guys have another uh, Real Housewife that you want to go into. Well, what do you, what do you think? What do I think uh, Kyle Richards is in? All of them. Um, I think Kyle Richards is maybe, or I think maybe Hufflepuff. Just because I think she does work hard. I mean, she had four kids. You've got to work pretty hard to do that. Um, and we, we've we seen with the Richards women that they seem to have fairly good work ethic from a young age. So, yeah. True. And Sonia, whoa, <laughs> she's funny. Uh, I don't Because Ravenclaw is all about intelligence, learning, wisdom and wit. I don't really associate that with Sonia. <laughs> so maybe she goes in the Hufflepuff as well. What about uh, Leah? Yeah, I think Leah's uh, probably a Gryffindor. I can see that. She's quite brave, courageous. But I, I can also see how she has a bit of um, intelligence too, so maybe a bit of Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorted some of the uh, housewives into the Hogwarts houses. I hope they do well. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I guess this uh, was the last episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for season 10. So part three of the reunion. Um, I have to say they did drag this on for a little too long, but I was glad that they touched on some important things in this episode. So we continued on from the Brandy and Denise saga and talked a bit about the C's and desists. Uh, We also touched on Erica's performance on Broadway. And then the one thing I really enjoyed listening to is when they finally approached the subject of Aaron and what he said to Denise when he held her hand and she pulled him away from the barbecue. Um, and the last couple of things were the ladies fashion and then the Lisa Rinna and Denise Richards friendship. So a lot of interesting things. Um, I think when they continued on from Brandy and Denise, um, I found it interesting that Denise kept like threatening all of the housewives, especially the Serena, she kept saying, well, Brandy, you said a lot about your family too. Like, wh- why are you bringing this up? I just thought she acted really weird. Yeah, it was interesting. She yeah, she just kept being like, well, I'll show your text. I'll do this to you. One thing that I did think was interesting was when she threatens to bring up Lisa Rinna's text messages between herself and Lisa Rinna, <laughs> Rinna turns around and she says, that's private. Whereas... Lisa Rinna has literally <laughs> bought printouts of the text between Brandy and Denise. So, I... Exactly. This is the whole reason why Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is poo. It's because what's good for one person isn't good for the others. Yes, such double standards between them. So true. Yeah, I really thought um, Lisa Rinna kind of was a bit sneaky with that. I'm like, okay, mm. that's weird. Mm. And she's clearly said, I, I want to know, what do you think is in those messages? I think she's disbrandy in them. And what else do you think is in there? Maybe something about Kyle. Yeah, I think she's probably just talking crap about all of the women. And I think when Denise first came on the show, I think, yeah, Li- uh, Lisa Rinnard definitely was talking about all of them. And she, she was probably the one that warned Denise. You know how she, I think it was her that said, I don't know, maybe in the first reunion episode that someone had warned them, warned her about Kyle, I think it was. And I bet that was Lisa Rinna. I bet she talked crap about all of them to her before she came on. That's true, actually. Yeah. 
Um, and we see Denise get caught out in another lie as well in this opening scene when, well, maybe not a lie, but it's just the fact that it didn't really make any sense in that the night of Kyle's party, Brandy asked Denise if she could come with them. And she said that Aaron said that there's no fucking way that Brandy could come. And then in the same sentence, she said, so I wouldn't ask him. And they were all like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So you asked him or you wouldn't ask him because he wouldn't come. What? Yeah, I I was like, I I was so confused. I was like, maybe Denise is still drunk. That's the only kind of thing I could think. Yeah, maybe she needed some alcohol to get through this reunion, which also fair enough. Fair um, I thought Denise keeps saying that, um, you know, the whole story about them hooking up where the kids were in the house. She was saying, no, Aaron was there. Like the only time Brandy came into my room was like to get something. And then I went straight out. I didn't really believe that. And I'm like, why is Brandy then making up this whole story about a trundle bed? Like <laughs> that's <laughs> where is this bed? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. And it's very sus. I think that if Aaron was really there, she would have photos of him being there as well. And that would just be proof and and that would be it. Because obviously if he was there, it didn't happen. But he wasn't there and yeah. I think she's just trying to to say anything to get the heat off of her. It's weird that she didn't even try to get her story straight though, like through this whole thing. Like mm. she's, <laughs> she's sort of just like, uh, I don't know, she's, too busy uh, being the actress on Bold and the Beautiful to engage, but still is getting worked up about it, but never really thought it through. Yeah, I, I think in that sense she's she's maybe not the smartest woman on the show. If, if that was me, I'd be getting my story straight on, on what really happened and, yeah, coming up with some sort of plan. Yeah, I do feel for Denise. I don't really like Denise, to be honest, but I do feel for her, um, although I do think she's lying about a lot of different things, so she's getting really confused. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. She's come up with too many lies and she can't keep track of them now. Um, next, we move on to Erica and her Broadway journey. Um, now, I thought it was quite cute when Erica tears up when her husband, Tom Girardi, is like, oh, I'm really proud of you. I think that was, like, quite a cute moment for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel as though, yeah, she was upset in the moment. But even watching her back in the reunion, watching herself, she shows no emotion. She doesn't smile. She doesn't look like she's emotional in any sort of way. She's just watching it with this blank stare. I just feel as though (laughs) Erica has no emotions and she's just a bit bland for me. And I think I don't think she really did anything on this season and I don't really see why she's still on it. Mm. I think we I I think you bring a good point. Uh, We need to see more of her in her personal life. Like, well, we want to see more emotion from her, her with, uh, I don't know, some of Tom Girardi's grandchildren. Like we want to see them all interacting rather than her just, like, uh, curating this image of Erica Jane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One point um, which I thought was interesting as well is I, I heard it on another podcast. You know how Denise stopped filming six weeks before the, the contract was finished and they kept filming afterwards, but did you notice that they didn't air anything? that they filmed in that six weeks. So really, Denise was carrying the show. They had nothing else to show. 
And um, exactly. Even so, they all went to New York for Erica's show, but they literally just showed the women on a jet getting there and seeing a photo of Erica and taking a photo, and that's all they showed of that trip to New York. So I thought they said that um, they weren't actually fly- they weren't actually filming at the time of Erica's Chicago uh, oh, show, that- and that's why. Erica, well, Lisa Rinna says, uh, you're not actually a good friend, Garcelle, because you didn't show up then. Ah, uh, okay, maybe. So my my thoughts on the footage thing was maybe Denise was successful in suing Bravo, and that's why we didn't see it, like, they had to stop midway and edit all this footage, because perhaps there are some even juicier scenes that we did not get to see. Like what? What do you think they were? I don't know. I think, I mean, maybe that could be the case prior, but they say that Denise stopped filming six weeks before they ended and it apparently they were still filming the rest of the women. But maybe it was scenes at, when Denise wasn't there, they were, they were talking about this stuff, perhaps with Brandy as well. Mm. Mm. Because I heard rumours that there's more scenes with Brandy there that they have not ah, showed. Ah, okay. Yeah. That might be the case, but then it still goes to the fact that all they have about this season is Denise. There's nothing else exciting. I mean, look, it's pretty exciting news. I'm not going to lie. In comparison. <laughs> oh, in comparison to everything else that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I think it goes to show, I think we should keep Sutton, Garcelle. Ugh, do you keep, I, I think you should keep Kyle. Yeah. Dorit. Just those four. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. So, uh, the whole Garcelle versus Lisa in a, with Erica kind of involved about the whole Broadway show because Garcelle brought up the fact that Lisa Rinna always talks about her Roxy Hart debut, but then Lisa Rinna clapped back, which I thought, you know, was quite – like I kind of agreed with Lisa Rinna that when it came to actually see Erica at the show, Garcelle wasn't there and her excuse, her first excuse of, oh, I don't like being on small planes – then changed to, oh, I just was busy. It kind of was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely strange. I think if Garcelle had have just said straight away that, um, what was it, that her ex-husband wouldn't not have the kids for that time, I think that would have been a completely valid point and no one probably would have bat an eyelid about it. But she made up this whole thing about she's afraid to fly on smaller planes. But it was true. She could have just flown commercial if that was the case. But it was real, I mean... Who actually knows the reason, but she says it's because of her her ex-husband and the kids. I think at the heart of it, she should have just said, oh, I didn't want to go with these women. We weren't in a good place. Like, I was planning on going to see Erica, like, mm. on my own, but mm. COVID happened. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah. But she does also say the whole way through she, that she was messaging Erica and, mm, you know, supporting her. And, yeah, she may not have shown up, but she was still supporting her in a different way, which I think... I think for this show is not enough and we see it throughout the season that Garcelle doesn't actually show up to that many events. Um, Mm. So maybe that was kind of what they were really getting at is that, yeah, she didn't show up when the camera stopped rolling, but she was actually never really showing up throughout the season either. Yeah, which is true. And um, I don't know if this applies to Garcelle, but this definitely applies to Denise, is that I'm really sick of these women saying, like Denise keeps saying this, oh, but I really like these women, or Aaron really likes and respects these women. I'm like, you do not like these women. Just tell us. Like, it's fine. I get it. I'd hate them too if they were saying this kind of stuff about me. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, I'd just be honest and just say, yeah, I don't like them. And that's it. I think this is a good uh, lead on into Aaron <laughs> and Denise trying to, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, defend Aaron. Mm. Um, but with the crushing of the hands, Denise says that she spoke to Aaron about it and said, I don't know why I would say that. I'm afraid of you. Mm. It was strange. <laughs> Just very strange. Although it's funny, the women are like, why is he afraid of you? <laughs> like, yeah. what? what are you doing, Denise? She's like, no, it's a joke. First, she's some sort of, I don't know, sexual predator towards Brandy. And now she's maybe a husband beater. Gosh. It's a circle of life. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I feel like these women have this crazy mental image of Denise that she's this big bad monster that's living in their cupboard. Yeah. And I think the one thing Denise said about Aaron is that he was trying to defuse the situation. I was like, if that is him defusing the situation, like he should not become like a negotiator for crime scenes because I can only imagine him doing that to criminals and just elevate the situation and someone gets stabbed. Well, luckily he works for NASA, right? Is that who he works for? I don't know. Wasn't he having a reference to... <laughs> I thought he lived next to NASA, maybe. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just imagining Aaron with like a tinfoil hat <laughs> walking around NASA. He's like, I work for NASA. They're like, sir, can you please leave the premises? We've asked you many times. How did you get here? You do not work. <laughs> yeah. He just goes to the, um, to the what's it called, museums or whatever that they have in the US of NASA. And he's like, yes, I work here. <laughs> uh, um, it's after that scene, there's like draw. No, they go out to Dorit, and she had to put something under her dress because of her changes. Oh, yeah. Do you know what was happening? I think the dress is quite hard, so I'd imagine the chains. Like if she sat down on the dress with the metal bits, it would probably like be quite uncomfortable. So she wanted oh. to put something in between her mm. like the metal bits and her bum to make it her flesh. Her flesh. Yeah. Got you. Hmm. Uh, that's what I assumed. They touched on about, so the ladies' fashion after that. I mean, to be honest, I think I really liked Dorit's fashion. Uh, Eric is, I don't know, she kind of let me down this season. I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, definitely uh, a bit hit and miss with Erica's. But I think it also just goes to show that they don't really have much else to talk about because they're doing a whole compilation for 10 minutes on their outfits. So true. Mm, agreed. Uh, on another note, Sam, when you've been watching Real Houses of Potomac, mm. um, there's one girl on there that I really like her fashion, like particularly in her confessionals. She said that she's going through the decades oh. with her confessional look, so pay have a, pay attention to that. Which uh, which housewife's that? Uh, Monique. Oh, okay, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. The last bit of this before we wrap up is the Denise and Lisa Renner friendship and. They actually touch on another friendship that Denise and Heather Locklear, a very famous actress, had. And um, Lisa Rinna started to say something, but then Andy stopped her. Um, no, sorry, Denise Denise stopped her. She was saying, like, don't go there. And then Lisa Rinna just said to Google it. Do you, did you guys Google what happened between Denise and Heather Locklear? No, I haven't. Did you? Yes, I did. So... Denise and Heather Locklear were good friends for a while, 
But then um, after Heather Locklear split with her husband and Charlie Sheen and Denise split up, Denise started dating Heather Locklear's husband. And so people thought that perhaps Denise was having an affair with Heather Locklear's husband. But Denise's uh, rebuttal to that was that Heather and her weren't friends for months, like before the divorce or after the divorce. And so, like, there was no overlap. And that's apparently why Heather Locklear does not like Denise. Didn't Denise send her a Denise and the sister as well? <laughs> Denise and... <laughs> yeah. I see what you've done there. Um, exactly. Caesar and desist are going around everywhere. And I wonder, like, are they cheap? Like, maybe it doesn't cost that much to send a Caesar and desist. And maybe I should start doing that. Yeah. I mean, I assume that a cease and desist is, is kind of, you know, as they say, it's just notifying them, basically putting them on notice that if you keep talking about it, Basically, we'll sue you for defamation. So I don't think it's really kind of like set in stone or anything. Like you'd still have to go through mm. like legal legalities and whatnot. I think it's just putting someone on notice that you're defaming me. And if you keep going, I will take you to court over this. Um, and that was something else that we saw Denise talk about in this reunion was that she says that the cease and desist was to get Brandy to tell the truth. Now, that is not what a cease and desist is, and that's what they point out as well. So, yeah, (laughs) very strange. And it does make me wonder what they sent to Bravo, because I don't think it was a cease and desist. I think it was, yeah, trying to compel them to remove the footage. Yeah, because didn't Andy say, like, I think they were talking about something, and then Andy's like, oh, was that during the period that you were suing us? Yeah. So, yeah. But that's interesting as well, yeah, because he says suing them. So I'm like... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to get um, an injunction, which is basically to prevent them from using any of the footage. And that would be, to, yeah, you'd have to go through the courts to get that. So maybe they tried and maybe she failed. Or succeeded. Mm, true. Maybe, or maybe they just came to some sort of agreement and maybe there were these extra scenes that were taken out that uh, were actually worse. Who knows? We can only speculate. Very interesting. Now, another quick point that we could bring up as well is um, the new Paris Hilton documentary that came out. Um, Anna, I know you've watched it, and Claire, you've watched a little bit of it as well. After watching, would you want um, Kathy Hilton to be on the show? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Completely. I think it definitely provides some context into Carl Richards as well. I mm-hmm. mean such uh so so interesting that these families are related and that kathy is kyle's sister do you know they're even more related to the new york housewives because nikki hilton is married to the rothschilds which are one of the most wealthiest if not the wealthiest families in the world because they own all like a lot of banks and they're in cahoots with the morgan family so yeah, and they also, wow. one of the Rothschilds is married to Ivanka Trump. So there's that as well. Gosh. I uh, What I really found interesting in, in the Paris Hilton documentary, from what I've seen, uh, is the influence that Big Kathy, so uh, Kathy, Kim, and Kyle's mum had on Paris. Because uh, it wasn't Paris saying that she was the one who, you know, she wanted to be this uh, influential 
like famous person mm. who had the cameras all rolling. Like, well, what was Big Kathy like? She must have been a very um, dynamic person to be around. I think Kathy wanted to be an actress when she was younger as well. Um, but despite her best efforts, she wasn't successful. So. Something from that is stemming her trying to propel like her daughters and her granddaughters to become these celebrities. Yeah, super interesting. Um, I thought it was also interesting that Kyle also was featured in the documentary as well. Um, And it, it kind of seemed as though in the documentary, Kyle was maybe more on Paris's side. And I wonder if there's a little bit of a kind of a background or a bit of a feud going on about the documentary Mm. or you know, Kyle's involvement with Paris or I, I don't know. I think in this, there's a simple life episode where um, I think it's when they're camp counselors, her and uh, Nikki, Nicole are camp counselors and Paris, I don't know, has a thing with this camp counselor and <laughs> um, Kyle Richard visits her and she like gives her advice on the sky. So maybe they do have like quite a close relationship. Mm, interesting. Gosh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these families. They'd be so messed up. Mm. I think the surprising thing is I always thought that Paris's family was super rich, like her dad was, but it. I think they explained in the documentary that he didn't actually get a lot of inheritance from his grandfather. Him and Kathy kind of had to build their own businesses in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with that, how many millions is did I not receive? Like, <laughs> maybe it's like the Trump Williams? thing where his dad only gave him two million. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I made an empire with two million. Oh, gosh, <laughs> really done a lot. Started from the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, definitely recommend the Paris Hilton documentary, which you can watch for free on YouTube. Definitely. All right, so heading over to Roni. So we've started off where we left off with Tinsley and Dorinda. Uh, that saga there continues. Then we get a montage and we relive the trips uh, this season. So Mexico, the Berserkshires, Ramona's house. <laughs> we also find, you know, get a little bit of an insight into why Tinsley kissed her sister, which we have all been wondering about. <laughs> We also see Luann's journey this season um, from finishing probation to ending on a high with her cabaret. We also get another montage of the women hitting on every man in their path, which I enjoyed immensely. Um, And then we end on Leah Leah and Ramona's friendship. And then that kind of just, you know, (laughs) goes on a bit of a tangent with as we always see with Dorinda and angry, anger and <laughs> a whole bunch of things. Um, I thought Dorinda's apology to Tinsley was uh, not genuine and <laughs> just really bad. I was like, she should have not even said anything. I don't think she means it. Yeah. it. I mean, we saw that Tinsley was still interrupting and talking over Dorinda, even when she was trying to apologize. So I don't think we really saw the full effect of the apology apology but uh yeah i don't think it was good in any event i um i watched what what happens live and sonia was on and they asked about like why is dorinda so angry at tinsley and i think sonia kind of made a good point she's like dorinda just doesn't like tinsley and i can understand that when you really don't like a person sometimes every little thing they do just annoys you so 
it makes sense that Dorinda's just lashing out at Tinsley because she just really doesn't like her. Yeah, and look, I think it is fair enough. You don't have to like everyone and, yeah, maybe she just doesn't like her and that's why. But I think Dorinda has taken it to another level in that she's not just not liking her and getting annoyed at things. Like, she's actually cruel to Tinsley. Yeah, but I feel like Dorinda is like just hits below the belt to like people that's just her thing no matter if she likes you or not apparently like she will be really cruel that's true we also hear about the uh the final episode of roni as well where dorinda gets quite angry just at the name (laughs) of tinsley being brought up um and dorinda says it's because leah i'm sorry tinsley actually didn't bring leah onto the show Um, as it kind of looked like was said in the final episode. Um, And it was actually Bethany that had Leah on her list. I don't understand why Dorinda cares who introduced Leah. I guess it's just her hating on Tinsley. Yeah, Bethany uh, (laughs) lives uh, in their heads rent-free because they always bring her up. Uh, Ramona just goes nuts at the thought of giving Bethany more credit than what she thinks she's due. Yeah, Ramona really doesn't like Bethany. It's quite interesting. I enjoyed Sonia's little tidbits here. She she just says the oddest things sometimes. Like, um, I think when they were talking about Dorinda's behavior, Sonia's just like, yeah, because you're a giver. And it's about just Dorinda yelling at Tinsley. (laughs) And then um, when they were talking about uh, agreeing on, like, leaving the show for a set amount of time, (laughs) Sonia goes, yeah, like Loanne going to rehab. (laughs) (laughs) similar i guess uh and on the dorinda thing it's just really annoying that one of the things that dorinda uh is brings up about tinsley is that tinsley wasn't showing everything but then we see that you know dorinda didn't want to share anything about her breakup with john i found it through page six and everything was just so like hush hush and even then when they are later on and when they ask her about the man you know she won't mention anything so I think everything culminated to Dorinda just wasn't, uh, it just isn't fit for the show at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So Sam, as you mentioned, uh, we we found out why Tinsley made out with her sister. Yes, 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 we did. And it was a joke. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I couldn't remember why she made out with her sister. <laughs> I just wrote down Tinsley made out with her sister. Oh, as a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. You guys have sisters. We do. Would, um, you, would you make out with your sister as a joke? No, no, I don't think I would. I know that some women like to make out <laughs> with other women generally or like if they think it's sexy to impress like men as well. Um, and that's kind of what I assumed that Tinsley was doing with her sister. I thought she maybe like was trying to impress a guy or something, um, but it was just a joke and... But it wasn't really a joke because it was showing their friends how they kiss. I don't know. It, it was still weird. It was a weird thing. I, I don't know why you kiss your sister. <laughs> no. Uh, Anna, you've never never kissed yours? Uh, it's never come up. <laughs> you just never wanted to show your sister how you kiss? No, uh, she's never asked me to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was just a normal conversation in, uh, in everyone's house. Um, 
And then we also find the answer to the question, who put the vibrator in the chicken? Mm, who, who did put the vibrator in the chicken? It was Sonia, apparently. Uh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> she tried to get it to stand up, right? Then, I can't remember why she was saying this, but Dorinda bought a box of vibrators. What are you doing with a box of vibrators? Did you buy, was it like Sutton and you're buying shoes for everyone? She bought a vibrator for everyone, personalized with their names on it. Or were they, was it a box for herself? <laughs> why a box? That's a lot. Like, I don't understand why you go on a girl's trip and whip, a bu- whip out a box of vibrators. Like, here you go, everyone grab one, pass it around. And we're all going to go into each other, like into our separate rooms. And we'll come back in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Then we, um, later we also hear about Luann with her, um, oh, actually, I think it was the same bit. Luann with her vibrating suitcase. And she says it really was the mix up, but she did bring a vibrator. You know, at least, at least I, I believe Luann. I believe it was Chisa. I guess, but. <laughs> I think she would say. I honestly do think at this point she would say. Maybe not Countess Luann, but this Luann yeah. would. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she did say she also had a vibrator with her, but it was actually the juicer that was going off. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of juicer. Oh, gosh, you could get you picked up at the airport. Uh, I like that they address uh, Ramona <laughs> saying, look how many servants there are. Um, yeah, I feel like that needs a, a just a bit more reflection from Ramona that that is uh, not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What does she say? She's old and she just doesn't really know sometimes. You know what? I believe her. <laughs> I do think she's, you know, forgets what century she's in sometimes. Yeah. And, you know... Sometimes it does take stuff like this to be brought to light and for people to actually check Mm. you and be like, no, Ramona, that's not actually how you should address, you know, housekeepers. Um, And it's really, it's, yeah, derogatory. Um, We move on to Luann and her journey from finally, you know, um, finishing up with probation and raising awareness um, for the uh, huge incarceration rate that is in America for really petty crimes and I thought that was great that she brought that up um what did you guys think about yeah I think it's really good like it's a good to see that Luann is on the same team with Kim K mm-hmm. like yeah go them yeah mm-hmm. uh on a lighter note we also I mean actually probably not a lighter note but we we talk about Luann's dad but they show photos of Luann's dad and he looks exactly like the count I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was the count or her dad he does look like the Count. I did realize mm. that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see. And you, they they do say that you marry someone like your dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> Claire, my question to you, because obviously you are the married woman here, is Roy like your dad? Uh, gosh, I hope not. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad is quirky and eccentric and <laughs> luckily Roy is uh not as strange <laughs> love it uh you guys have met my dad do you think Roy is anything like him oh no I, um <laughs> exactly like him I don't think so I mean he's Roy's quirky mm. <laughs> Maybe not as peculiar. <laughs> I think they're both nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like them both. Uh, 
So we then see the montage of the women and all the men that they hit on this season. Who do you think is the worst? Like, who do you think is hits on men the most? Ramona. Yeah. Because we also see Luann this season and she's got some serious game. She mm. may be a little bit more subtle, but she is just as intense, I think. I think yeah. what, watching Luann flirt is not cringy. You're like, oh, okay. Like, she's she does it in, like, a classy way. Whereas Ramona, mm. she kind of, like, brings out these old moves from, like... <laughs> I feel like she's read a book. Like, there's a book somewhere and it's, like, you know, stroke the glass seductively. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love the scene with Luann and the dog groomer. And the dog groomer is giving her a massage. <laughs> do, do you do house calls oh sadly he was married so yeah. i uh, like I, who are they talking about oh william and how ramona won't acknowledge that her and william are boning and sonia says her this guy has a, has genes full of magic <laughs> <laughs> what is this magic like hogwarts mm. <laughs> oh and then dorinda says ramona if you were still menstruating you'd be pregnant Oh, yeah. like, why do these oh. two women talk about menstruation so much? That's what I want to know. Mm, they're a bit obsessed. But to be honest, I think who has the most game in terms of like, you know, really reeling someone in? I think it's Dorinda because, you know, she's fresh out of a relationship with John and apparently she's got another guy that could be in a serious relationship with. But I wonder if he's watched the show because... Yeah, but Anna, do you really want John Medician? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in lockdown for a long time. <laughs> I mean, did you guys see Dorinda posted a video of her and her new beau? No. no. Oh, yes. By the pool. Very, uh, you know, kind Is he of hot? Inter- intertwined lovingly. I, I can't remember, if I'm honest. So, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I... I, I, I Probably better than John, but, you know. Before I move on to the last part, which is Leanne Ramona, does anyone have any other scenes they want to pick out? No, but just on Dorinda seeing someone new, uh, it appeared that Leah was surprised, but Sonia and Luanne knew. Uh, So I thought that was interesting to see maybe who's in the know, who's uh, Mm. seeing each other more than others. I also wonder if um, Sonia and Ramona probably, or and Luann, are in, like in the same circles, like the older circles, so maybe they know the guy. Mm. You would think, though, that Leah and Dorinda seem to be quite close in these final few episodes. Mm. Do we think that they're still as close, or do you think Leah's a little bit like, yeah, like she's kind of had enough of Dorinda? I mean, she's on Tim Tinsley. Like they, she went to see Tinsley with her daughter. So I wonder if that has put a wedge between them. Um, the last bit of this was Leah and Ramona and their whole saga. And um, it's funny. Like they do talk about the double standard that Ramona has for Leah, and it is true. Like Sonia says some of the weirdest things, and then we see a scene of Leah talking in front of uh, Ramona's daughter about, you know, getting, having a billionaire boyfriend that, you know, has a 
big member and then Ramona's like oh, not in front of the children and I'm like they're 24 years old <laughs> yeah. yeah meanwhile <laughs> Ramona is caressing her glass <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. yes oh Ramona and her double standards I can I can see why Leah gets annoyed at her because it's it's definitely true yeah and I think like the, the whole party where, you know, Leah's got her dress written up and it's, like, risque, but then Sonia's okay with breaking glass. <laughs> mm. Oh, Sonia's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but Sonia's crazy in a good mm. way. But uh, but Leah is too. Yeah. I, I don't know what goes on with Ramona and her 50 friends. <laughs> Where are they all just sit around talking, bitching about Leah? Mm. Then we also get some insight into the bipolar situation and we now see what, what Leah thinks about the whole thing. And she was annoyed because her daughter is going to see it. Um, so then she had to have a conversation with her daughter about it. Are you surprised that she hadn't already spoken to her daughter about it? Uh, maybe, I guess, given how close Leah says she and her daughter is. But I, I don't think it's... Um... It wouldn't be surprised if a mother decided not to tell her daughter about, like, a serious mental illness that she had. Because I don't know how mm. old Kiki is. Is she, like, 13 or something? I think she's in her teens. Yeah. Okay. I think she was 12 when the show mm. filmed, so she's probably 13 mm. now. I think, yeah, for me, I grew up in a very open household, so everything was discussed. So I think, like, I would have known about something like this of my mum. Um... But I did think it was a little bit, I don't know, odd of Leah to say these things, that she had to have a conversation with Ramona about it. I mean, I know she's on a TV show, so she's obviously got this traction about her mental illness, but she does have a blog about it. And if her daughter Googled her, it would come up. Hmm. So, And especially because she wasn't that famous beforehand, so it definitely would have been something that would have come up as one of, you know, one of the first few things. So I don't think it was a conversation that she could have kept from her for that long. I think it was more how Ramona was saying it in a uh, derogatory way as that Leah wasn't handling, wasn't, uh, you know, doing the best thing by herself and, yeah, wasn't taking care of herself and maybe that's why. Yeah, that's true. But I think, yeah, she to say that about the daughter, I was like, eh, I don't know if you could maybe use that. I mean, of course, like she doesn't want her daughter to see it, but yeah. And, but yeah, I definitely get the whole, how Ramona brought it up was not great. If like, yeah. And she shouldn't have brought it up at all, really. Yeah, I agree. It's her story to tell and mm. not Ramona's. Uh, side note, did Ramona have a facelift? Yes. Do you think so? I don't, I don't see that much of a difference. I just think maybe she got some filler. I thought she had a facelift. Like... I think her face is very tight now. Like, it looks good, but tight. Like, no wrinkles. Sonia's is on point. Yeah. Mm, she definitely. went to the same person as Sonia. Yeah, I think they might have, because I think if, if Ramona did have a facelift, it does look good as well. Mm, it does. Whoever that doctor is should be promoting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. And I, I think the last line you see is that Ramona says, Ah, oh, Leah, you're just like me. You beat to your own drummer. <laughs> she kept saying drummer and I was like oh, oh Ramona 
Um, so next week is part f- part three, the final part. Have they talked about Elise and Ramona yet? No. When is Elise coming on the show? Because they... I hope she comes I on. No, mm. they don't show her on the previews and I thought they would have. Yeah, it would be weird if they didn't. Yes. Yeah. It's just so odd to bring her so much into the women and the circle and then to just cut her out. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see. Any final thoughts? Nothing from me. I'm signing out. Signing out. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what's happening in the next episode. That will be the final episode that we recap for before we go on a little break. Um, so please tune in. But yes, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in to this podcast. As always, please uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, leave us a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, We also have a Pinterest account, um, which you can follow to see the before they were housewives pictures, which I quite enjoyed making. So uh, please follow, pin it to your board, share it with your friends. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Toodles. Oh, that's real good.